This is another MP3 podcast from 2NURFM at the University of Newcastle, Australia. It's time to talk travel and I'm Jane Klein, Sally Lucas with us. Hello Sally. Hi Jane. Where are we off to today? Well, we, sh- we shouldn't be going here I don't think, but um, it's Tassie I decided on before we had this cold snap. <laughs> and, I see. And I think it would be even colder down there now and you'd really have to rug up. But but having said that, just to talk about Tassie in winter, they do some wonderful things and you hear about all this slow food and they do wonderful um, gourmet um sort of packages to Cradle Mountain Lodge where you have this wonderful food and matching wine and guest chefs and they do this every winter and, and even in Hobart and lots of the other places, a lot of the cafes are, you know, are sort of doing that now to encourage people to still enjoy the winter down there as well. Would you think people are becoming more to appreciate the freshness and the individuality of the seafood, of the food, not just the seafood? Well, I think so. And of course, Tasmania's come on its own a bit here now, hasn't it, with its food and wine and produce? And it's, it's a, you know, pretty much a, um, a, a quite a clean island, if you like to say, clean and green. Um, so we're getting wonderful produce, wonderful wines, cool climate wines, and, you know, they really are stepping up to the plate with, with their food, <laughs> sorry the pun, um, with their food and wine. But, um, <laughs> I just thought I'd say today how, how many wonderful areas of Tasmania we have, of course, because being, it's such a small island, but it's so diverse. And I think we forget that. And a, and a lot of people try to compare Tasmania with New Zealand, which I feel is very unfair. New Zealand is two islands for a start, two very different islands at that, and it's even lower again. You know, the North Island's virtually, you know, almost down to where Tasmania is. So, oh, you're, you're thinking about altitude, yes, yes. Or, or are you thinking Both. about latitude? Latitude and yes. altitude. Um, you know, Mount Wellington, of course, is your highest mountain in, in New, Ze- uh, New Zealand. Now, I'm saying New Zealand in Tasmania, which is, of course, above Hobart. But, um, you know, you've got much higher mountains in New Zealand, but you've got such wonderful um, national parks in Tasmania and wonderful areas that are protected, you know, world heritage areas, beautiful wilderness areas that are only starting to become accessible, some of them, and they are still quite remote and quite rugged. So for anyone who's a serious, serious walker, and one of our friends is, you know, he, he said it was one of the hardest walks he ever did down in the southwest of Tasmania. So you, you can do the very rugged, or you can do the lovely wine-tasting, food-tasting. And, of course, the, the east coast is beautiful, and you've got so many wonderful walks. You've got the Bay of Fires Walk, which is a wonderful walk to do. You've got the Freycinet National Park, which is a fabulous national park, Wineglass Bay, which is still noted as one of the most beautiful bays slash beaches in the world. So, you know, Tassie has a lot, and you've got, I mean, Hobart itself, Launceston, what it has to offer in and around there. Then once you start climbing up, of course, through the centre and the mountains there to Cradle Mountain Lodge, you've got that wonderful walk, of course, across Cradle Mountain. Then down into Strawn, you can do the beautiful Gordon River, which just looks like glass, you know. It just looks absolutely stunning. And you can go up by seaplane now, and you get off the seaplane and can do a guided walk, or you can go up, of course, still on, on by boat. There's just wonderful things to do in Tasmania. And, of course, being so small, you can allocate... Maybe you don't need quite as long like New Zealand. You really need three weeks to do both the islands in New Zealand at, at least. least. That's right. Mm. And depending, of course, if you're going to do walks or anything additional, well, of course, you need even longer. But, but with Tassie, I mean, even if you've only got 10 days, you can see quite a lot of Tasmania in a short period of time. Now, flying down, of course, you've got cheap airfares. You can hire a vehicle. 
and you can usually get a very good deal on hiring a vehicle, whether you're going to stay at B&Bs. They've got wonderful what they call cosy cabins, and nearly all the camping sites in Tasmania are in pristine areas, or either on a river, on the beach, beautiful locations, and you can stay in these cosy cabins if you want to do it on, you know, on a budget, and maybe shout yourself a couple of nights at Cradle Mountain Lodge or Freycinet to break it up, so you've got a little bit of luxury in between all that. You can go across to Mariah Island, which is historic and a wonderful island to go across to, and of course, you know, We've got, of course, Port Arthur down at the bottom there, of course, which is famous as well as being you know, one of our first, well, prison settlements, I suppose you could call it. So, yeah, look, don't forget Tassie. We tend to forget it's just tucked down the bottom there. Um, and you can still go there by vessel. But usually these days people find it's easier to fly and, and hire a car and get around that way or by camper. You know, there's such so many different ways you can do Tassie, so many different walks. And I just think, yes, even winter, even I said it might be chilly down there, but if you rug up accordingly, a lot of their accommodation, of course, has got log fires in the lodges and, you know, it's just, you get that wonderful winter feel that's a real winter, I guess, if you want to call it that. And, and as I said, if you can take part in some of these wonderful degustation and food little experiences, that's a wonderful thing to do as well. So, yeah, Tasmania, just think of including that on one of your next holiday lists if you haven't already done so. We are talking travel. Sally Lucas, you've got some tips for us. It's always good to know from somebody who's done lots of travelling, it's always good to get some tips on helping things. Yeah, well, just I think to make your your journey as hassle-free as possible is what we want to do. We want people to enjoy the experience and not to be stressed about the whole thing, you know. Um, So that's where we're coming from. But just before we get on to that, Jane, just to mention again, the Australian dollar is still holding up against the euro and the pound and even the US compared to last year. And people who are looking at the rates each night on the news might see that it's not performing as well as it was earlier this year. But just to let people know that um, compared to last year, in May, um, it was only 4.9 the pound we were getting. So now it's you know it's up over six still. So that's pretty good. Mm-hmm. Um, and the euro. Um, oh, you mean we were getting 49p, p, and now sorry, we're getting 61 p, or 61p 61p or something round about that. Yeah, that is a lot better, isn't mm-hmm. it? That's a heck of a lot when you think about it. And um, the euro too. I mean, it, it hit a high in May of over seven, but I mean we're down a little bit again now, but not much under seven. Mm-hmm. And then this time last year it was 0.58. So again, we're winning. And the US dollar again. So it's, it's trading probably about what, eight, Five was it last night? Oh yes, I think it might have dropped a little or bit. Or eight more three, even. yes. But um, it's still up on last year, not as much as it was earlier this year. When of course last, oh last year, just I remember it went up over nine. Yeah. I mean, how mm. remarkable was that? I was just saying to everyone, quick, 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 go and buy yourself some money, get your cash passport card, any trips you're paying for in US dollars, pay them now, you know, and it was that was an absolute wonderful bonus. But yes, getting on to our hits and tips, Jane, and I guess while we're talking money, keeping your money safe is a very important thing when you travel. Extremely. That and your passport. I mean, they're your two main things. I mean, you can buy more clothes if you have to, and if you've got insurance, that's going to recompense you. It's not the end of the world. Airline tickets are now e-tickets, so that doesn't matter anymore. The old day when you lost an airline ticket, it was absolutely ruinous. But now, of course, with e-tickets, that, that doesn't happen anymore because it's just all on the computer. So, But your passport is a very important document, of course. It's your means of getting in and out of a country. And a lot of hotels, as you probably know, Jane, you may have experienced this, do ask for your passport when you check in. A good idea, I'm suggesting, and whether they will all accept this or not, depending on the country concerned, but photocopy as many information 
information pages of your passport that shows your name, photo, expiry date, etc., and take them with you because you can say to them, look, I don't like travelling without my passport. I'm quite happy to give you a photocopy. And then when they can see it's the same as the passport and verify it, you know, you will find that might make you feel a little better. That sounds a good idea. Yeah, and it doesn't hurt even to secrete one somewhere, as we've always said, in case your passport is ever stolen. If you have to go to the Australian Embassy and you have a copy of your passport, it's going to make life a lot easier and it'll be a lot quicker to get a, a passport reissued for you. So that's that's just very, very important. And with your, you know, your handbag, particularly for women, but even men, don't put your wallet in your back pocket. You know, either have it round your neck under a shirt or a money belt or somewhere secure. And for ladies, you know, if you've got a, a, a bag with a strap, don't just let it dangle off your shoulder. We've known of people on scooters to come along and just snip the handle and the bag's gone. So make sure you're hanging on to it as well. If it's across your shoulder, hang on to it at the front. Have your arm around it as well. Um, don't travel with loud jewellery or clothing. If possible, don't hang your camera around your neck. Um, really keep it somewhere else and only bring it out when you need to. And sometimes these days you can get such good small digital cameras to go away. There's no need maybe to take your big SLR, which is quite an expensive and heavy item, might we say, to take away with you. So these are all just little things that are worth thinking about. Be careful travelling on public transport. <clears throat> Be aware all the time. You know, make sure you're with a taxi driver that's a legitimate ta- taxi driver and you notice that the meter's running. Um, there's so many little different things, you know, that you can do to just make life a lot easier. But with your money safe, as we've said before, um, you can now get the cash passport card, which, which is a wonderful way of doing things because you don't have anything written on that card to indicate a number of the card or your name. So you know your PIN number, but that's it. So long as you know your PIN number, no one else can access that money. And it's gradually, you know, being accepted in ATMs right around the world now. Any of the ones that have Visa or Plus, um, will accept a cash passport card. I mean, still take your own credit card as a backup. Obviously, there'll be times when you want to still use that and it's often required. Sometimes if you're hiring a rental vehicle, they use that as a guarantee in case you, you know, duck off with the, with the, vehicle. <laughs> with the car or the vehicle or don't bring it back. Or sometimes just, and the other thing, may I say, with car rental, and believe it or not, we just caught, caught on this recently in Australia. And I've always heard this happen, thought, well, it's never happened to me. You know, people are just really unlucky. Check the vehicle absolutely thoroughly with someone from the rent-a-car company. Because they say, here's the contract, we've marked on it the scratches and that that we know are there. But sometimes you'll go out and you'll look at the, what they've written on the document, you'll look at the car and think, that scratch is not marked on there, etc. If you don't go back, even that might take a little time and report that, you'll come back at the end of the rental, the next thing you get a letter in the mail, which we have just done, saying we have noticed damage that must have occurred during your period of rental and we are charging your rental agreement with an additional $2,000. That is a nasty shock. It's a very nasty shock. So please be aware when you're hiring a rental vehicle that you are absolutely ours. Was, would you believe it? They think we've stolen two headrests. Now, as if you want to take two headrests out of a vehicle. So we're in the middle of sorting this out at the moment with a rent-a-car company in Cairns. And, of course, we didn't. I mean, no one even pointed out to us about headrests. And, I mean, whether they were ones that pulled out or not. So even the inside of the car now, usually you check the outside. But, you know, these are just little things to be aware of that could hit the Mm. hip pocket. And if you've signed the document saying you're liable, Mm. you are liable. Mm. So, yeah, just be careful. Hints and tips to keep you safe and 
travelling well. And always keep the eyes open, it seems. Absolutely. You know, a couple of other little issues with tips. The one thing you can do if you want to make sure your documents are safe, if you don't even feel like photocopying your credit cards and secreting them somewhere in your suitcase or whatever, passports, visas, you know, insurance documents, your travel agent will do this for you. So just to let people know, you you have to sign a form authorising your travel agent to keep your credit card on file. That's fine and it can only be used by you or your husband, whatever, that's notified on the file as well. So they will always keep a copy of your passport, visa, travel insurance, credit card. So that's just one phone call to your travel agent if something goes wrong to give you all those correct numbers and passport details if necessary other than as we mentioned photocopying and keeping somewhere safe we do love talking travel and we'll be back doing it again next friday at one o'clock on 2 and 103.7